You listen to me. You're Nick fucking... Whoa, Cage! Hello and welcome to the Nick fucking Woo Cage cast. My name is Rob Humphrey and I'm joined as always by Cat Valor. Cat, how are you? Good. Glad Good. to be back. Yeah. Uh, it's been a bit. Um, we had yeah. a couple of things that came up. One, um, I was sick and yeah. you were sick and you are still sick. I'm still sick. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, and I had a family thing come up. So this show just got kind of, um, it, it was like, we're going to do it. And we, we just kept pushing it off and off. Just things kept happening. But we're back now. We are and, back. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to keep it on a, a, reg- a, a semi-regular schedule. When there's only two of us, though, kind of rough, right? Something comes up. Yeah. You know. There's, there's no one to cover. And, right. Um, our other podcasting associate is banned permanently yes. from the show, which, you know, it doesn't help. Yeah, he's been banned. We've had um, Damian Maffei, the actor, he's been banned also from the show. Um, we really don't have a lot of other people to turn to when it comes to doing this show. No. Um, we're kind of out here on our own. But um, anyway, uh, we are back and we are going to be talking about Gone in 60 Seconds on this episode of the Nick Fucking Woo Cage cast. Um, there is some Nicolas Cage news, though. Cat, I don't know um, if you had any or not, but I came across a number of stories since last we spoke. That's good. I I, I have also, but I have a feeling we're going to um, have the same things. Okay. Well, we will uh, we will find out. Um, the first story that I came across is that uh, Nicholas Cage has revealed that apparently there have been talks with Paramount about him starring in a Star Trek movie. Yes. Um. I'm I don't I know nothing about Star Trek at all. Um it's just not my thing, but apparently he did an interview at some point and he mentioned that he was more of a Star Trek fan than a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. Uh and he praised Chris Pine's uh work as Captain Kirk in the uh Star Trek movies, the most recent ones I guess. And somehow Paramount uh, got word of that, and they contacted him, and apparently he said that uh, there's been some talk about it, and he sa- he did say nothing real, but there's been some uh, some back and forth, so who knows? Um, yeah. Um, are you a I Star am, Trek person? I am a Star Trek person. Okay. Uh, I, I'm a Trekkie. My mom was a Trekkie. I grew up in a very Star Trek-friendly household. Um, for me, it was the original series was always my favorite. I, I watched a lot of the older shows. I quit uh, after Into Darkness um, because I did not like the direction that J.J. Abrams took. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was a uh, there was kind of a rights dispute with Paramount. Um, the the current like shows got broken up into different canons, and it got very confusing. And that was just more than I was willing to invest time-wise mm-hmm. uh, into Star Trek after after that long. But I think if something could bring me back, it would be Nick Cage. Yeah. Um, I'd be very interested to see, especially because, it, you know, as someone that did like the original series um, with, with William Shatner and, and that very over-dramatized, like, big theatrical reactions... Uh, with that being my era of Star Trek, I feel like Nick Cage could bring us back into like the golden era of that franchise. I, right. I'd be excited to see it. 
All right. Um, yeah, I have no feelings one way or another about Star Trek. Um, I've seen like some episodes of some of the shows. <laughs> like, I, I don't know the difference between them really. I, you know, obviously, I know the old ones because William Shatner would show up and Leonard yeah. Nimoy. But uh, I just, I'm, I'm not that invested uh, one way or another. If Nicolas Cage is in a Star Trek movie, I will watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, next... if Nick Cage is in anything, <laughs> I'll yeah. watch it. But yeah. that that one seems like a good fit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the next story that I came across was we had talked about how he said that he didn't know how many movies he had left, but he was interested in maybe doing a television show. Yes. Uh, he is apparently in serious talks to star in a, a Spider-Man series for Amazon called Spider-Man Noir. This is apparently a live action Spider-Man series. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'll tell you, I'm not a Star Trek fan. I'm less interested in a live action <laughs> Spider-Man series, to be honest with you. Um, okay. The thing that redeems this for me a little bit, um, because I've been on the too many Spider-Man bandwagon for kind of a long time. Um, I, I really liked the Sam Raimi ones that came out when I was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. I, Toby Maguire is my Spider-Man and okay. I'll die on that hill. <laughs> um, anything after that, that's too many Spider-Men. I don't like uh, Andrew Garfield and I don't like Tom Holland. Uh, but I will say, uh, because this is the Spider-Man noir, I believe, I could be mistaken, I believe this is based off of Nick Cage's character from Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. Um, which was animated. That was the animated Sony spider-man movie yes uh with with all the different like multiverse yes. spider-men mm-hmm. and which, I, uh, which I purposely did not watch okay well i it was good um i had that it came out while i was babysitting all of my cousins so i saw it like a thousand times <laughs> um i still probably can recite most of that movie by heart but it was by far the like least offensive of the kids movie options uh and nick cage was really good in it and what i liked about his character is that they did give him like all of the spider-men had different like themes for the universes and he was like a gritty grimy detective (laughs) spider-man yeah Um, so it's described by um (laughs) a, 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 a writer by the name of elaine lowe she's some sort of entertainment reporter as um, uh, she's, she, she says, uh, I'm told Nicolas Cage is in serious talks to take the lead role in Spider-Man Noir, which will be set in 1930s New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I. so there was this idea that he was going to do a television series. He was interested in that. The thing that apparently sparked his interest in that was he watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> um, I was excited for Breaking Bad starring Nicolas Cage or something along those lines. Um, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I'm, don't know how excited I am for Spider-Man starring Nicolas Cage. I'll watch it, but I just <laughs> don't know that I'm going to be super excited about it. Um, I have crossed that threshold of superhero fatigue where I no longer care about superheroes. Yeah. It takes something really exceptional to get me to care about a superhero project these days. Yeah, but Nicolas Cage as 1930s Spider-Man might be that something special. I don't know. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm going to give it a chance. Yeah, so. I, I mean, look, if there's anything that can do it, it will be Nicolas Cage's 1930s Spider-Man. <laughs> it's just I, I'm I'm a little skeptical of the whole thing. Um, yeah. it, it just not that it won't be great. It's just I don't know if it's going to be something that's for me or not. Uh, the next story that I have is um, Arcadian, uh, the new Nicolas Cage horror movie from RLJE Films. Um, has a release date. It will be in theaters April 12th. Okay. And then apparently it is already um, set to have a streaming debut on Shudder and AMC Plus following that at some point. So April 12th, look for Arcadian in theaters, I guess. Um, that is the one where I believe he's like on a farm with his kids or something. And there are monsters around. I'm yeah, not I'm not entirely sure what's going on in Arcadian. Yeah. Um, now, his other horror movie that is due out soon is picked up a ton of buzz. Have you seen uh, all the, the talk about long legs? I have seen all the talk about long yes. legs. It looks great. Um, it does. It it's, uh, sounds like it's going to be great. And it also now has a release date. Um, oddly, it will be released in, uh, theaters July 12th. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about a July release date for a horror movie, but, um, you know, it, I guess if it gets it out of a crowded October yeah. uh, thing, then maybe that'll be a good thing for it. You know, there was a time where not all horror movies had to come out in October. I know. Yeah. And I actually, like, I kind of miss the summer slasher mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, I do worry long legs looks like it might be a little bit too serious to bring in that summer crowd. That like is I, true. I worry about how it will do. That is true. It is an Oz Perkins film. His movies tend to be a little a little serious. And this one looks like um this one looks like it might actually be a scary movie. I mean, it looks pretty it scary. Looks, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, so I guess I would rather have it in July than October just to cut down on my weight for it. Uh, but yeah, so October 12th, the release date for long legs. Um, and, uh, yeah, that is probably the Nicolas Cage movie I'm most looking forward to this year. Yes. I, I think I'm right there with you. I'm looking yeah. forward to this one. Um, and then the final story that I saw is that, uh, apparently, um, I don't know if this is an interview or what, but uh, Nicolas Cage was talking about leaving Las Vegas and says he actually never got paid for that movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, the movie had a, a small like three and a half to four million dollar budget. Um, and he um, he signed on to do the movie for a fee of one hundred thousand uh, dollars. The film's director also signed on for a fee of one hundred thousand dollars, and apparently neither one of them have ever been paid. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, um, <laughs> Nicholas Cage, for his part at least, has said he won an Oscar for the movie. It opened up doors to him. He was making twenty million dollars a film after that movie. Um, to him, it's sort of just water under the bridge. He's not worried about it. <laughs> but I, I found that odd. You hear these things, right? Like so you hear these stories about like funky Hollywood, Hollywood accounting or whatever. Apparently, this is one of them. Uh, the company that, that produced the film said it, they, they never made any money on the movie, which seems impossible. Yeah, that seems insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, so he, he did get an Oscar, but but not a, a single dollar. Uh, for wow. his work on leaving Las Vegas. And that is the Nicolas Cage news that I had. Kat, did you have anything else? 
Uh, no, that pretty much covers everything that I had. All right. Uh, should we jump into Gone in 60 seconds? Yeah, let's talk about Gone in 60 seconds. Time it took you to buy your ticket. 3.2 minutes. Time it took you to get your popcorn. 2.5 minutes. Time it took them. them, them. Oh, let's go, let's go, go. To steal your car. car. Hello, ladies. 60 seconds. Come on, Swaggy, working magic. Hold on, I know you ain't gonna do what I think you're gonna do. Stop! You're gonna have to go old school. A day to shop, a day to prep. Surprise attack. Nice. Little trick I learned in the car thief retirement home. By the time the first car is reported stolen, your ship sets sail. We do this, we do it my way. This was a sucker for a redhead. You buy it, my friend. Okay, let's run. Gone in 60 seconds. What do you think is more exciting, having sex? Or stealing cars? Gone in 60 Seconds uh, was released on June 9th in the year 2000. The budget, um, this is a wide range. The budget is estimated somewhere between 90 and $103 million. Okay. Uh, total box office, $237.2 million. Um, it was directed by ooh, Dominic Cena. I'm going to guess I'm pronouncing that right and move on. Uh, the cast, obviously, Nicolas Cage, Angelina Jolie, Giovanna Ribisi, Delroy Lindo, Will Patton, and Robert Duvall all star in this movie. Uh, it is a packed cast, top to bottom. Um, it is, I guess, sort of falls under that uh, big dumb action movie thing. Um, yes. So we're back to those. But Kat, what did you think of Nicolas Cage in Gone in 60 Seconds? This was not my favorite Nicolas Cage performance, but I will say coming out of the gate, I think it's more about how underutilized Nick Cage was than anything that Nick Cage did. Um, this very much, it's a group ensemble piece. It's a big, dumb action movie, um, like you said, but like a group big, dumb action movie. And as we know, uh, I prefer the big, dumb action movies that, with a smaller cast. So we get to see more Nick Cage. Mm -hmm. Um 
a la Con Air or Face Off. Uh, this one had a lot of characters and no one person got a lot of screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we didn't get to see we We had a couple moments that were strange where you're like, you can kind of see Nick Cage coming through, but we never got any like big payoffs for any of those. And, and that was kind of, you know, it, I feel like you could have cast anyone in this yeah you know um, and it would have been fine yeah i agree mostly with that there were those moments especially where and this is a movie that is seems custom built for those big nicholas cage moments and we just don't get any um and that's disappointing um yeah they tease a few and yeah then but we, we never really get happens. any um everyone in this cast seems to be fighting for screen time in their own way yeah. You know, I can only assume that's why Angelina Jolie did her hair like that. Yeah, there was. Yes. If this were an Angelina Jolie podcast, <laughs> I, we would spend a lot of time talking about that hair. Yeah, I'm not sure what that choice was. Um, it was like not quite dreadlocks. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. a and lot. And also very blonde. So blonde. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just everything that Angelina Jolie is not normally. That's what her hair was in, in this in this movie. Yeah. And her eyes, there was really only one shot where she was in good lighting, but her mm-hmm. eyes were really blue. <laughs> yes, they were. Yes. <laughs> that is not her eye yeah. color, I don't think. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do tend to agree with you on the, on the, uh, on the Nick Cage front on this movie. Um, he is, he's underused. Um, it is a function of it being an ensemble cast. It is. Uh, and this is one of those ensemble casts. It's sort of along the lines of like Ocean's Eleven or something where like everyone... Yes who's a member of this cast is capable of doing great things. Um, but none of them are really given great things to do. I mean, uh, you know, Robert Duvall's in this movie. I will never not love Robert Duvall in anything. Yeah. Um, but he's just sort of there in this movie. Um, Will Patton, the same thing. He's just kind of there. I didn't even mention in the, in the uh, opening, Timothy Oliphant has a small role in this movie. Weirdly. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Um, it was that was such a weird casting choice. Yeah, just in a lot of ways. I I don't really know where in his career this movie took place. I feel mm. like it had to be fairly early. Yes, I think so. Um, but it's like he has, he's like scream aged roughly, scream two aged roughly in this. But he's playing like the buddy cop, and you're like, yeah. what? <laughs> Yeah, um, he, he still has that kind of like dumb college kid attitude. Yeah, so it was. <laughs> there's a lot going on. Yeah, that was a weird. It was sort sort of weird casting, and and again across the board though, there's it's it's not just Nicolas Cage. It's everyone in this movie no. isn't given enough to do. Um, there's just not enough to go around, and that leads me to my biggest problem with this movie. Okay. Um, it is a big dumb action movie, and we've talked yeah. about plenty of those already. Um, and, and one of the things I always bring up is you need a ticking clock in a in a big dumb action movie. We have that immediately in the story. They have to f- steal fifty cars in twenty four hours. There's your ticking clock, no problem. Yeah. Um, but then they jam in so much other stuff into this movie that's not necessary. No. I mean, you've got your ticking clock where they have to steal the cars. That's already an interesting premise for a movie. We don't need yeah. much more on top of that. But then you add in the cops who are who are chasing them. And, of course, Delroy Lindo plays the cop who's always been after Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Fine. That's, that's to be expected for this kind of movie. But then you add in 
the story of uh, of the magical car that he always tries to steal, but he can never quite pull it off, and it never works out for him, being that 67 Shelby. Boy, he's tried to steal those, and that never works. That's his unicorn. We don't need that. We don't need the rival gang of car thieves or whatever the hell they do for a few scenes in this movie. Like That just, was the one that broke me, yeah, I think. was so much jammed into this movie that you don't need. No. Um, you know, it, it's if if they had taken most of that out, you would have probably had a leaner movie with a lot more room for all of these actors and these characters to breathe a little bit. And yes. I think maybe it would have been something. But the way everything's just jammed in there does not work for me at all. No, uh, this one doesn't work for me. Um, for pretty much exactly why you said uh any one of these plots would have been fine but this is like a two-hour movie uh, two hours really uh, and we've talked about this i think with every single one of the big dumb action movies i wish that they could stay at like a tight 90 minutes because that's about my attention span for a big dumb action movie and when they start pushing two hours it it gets rough for me and this one takes its time setting up it has to introduce the brothers crew and then we find out that those aren't like that's not the real crew yeah and then we have to talk about like the evil car acquisitions guy and who has a fetish for wood who has a wood something i don't what the fuck was that like that was so weird Oh boy. Yeah, there's just there uh, he like builds the brother a coffin yeah. that he later dies in. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so <like> weird. <laughs> um and also that was the least intimidating like villain in a movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh they're like, "Ooh, he's spooky." And then he's just kind of like a little British dweeb that's <laughs> into building furniture. <laughs> and you're like, "This guy?" Yeah. Yeah, he loves to make that wood furniture. <laughs> um yeah Uh, and then and and that was kind of like so it takes a long time to get into it um just to kind of set it it, like because you were talking about how there are just all these different subplots that's shown at so many different parts of the movie because it's like we and then we have to go get nick cage we have to get him back into the game Mm -hmm. we have to uh, you know and it it's so frustrating because we started with a like crew of car thieves and in the action and then we have to like backtrack and add all these other layers and i felt the same way about the end too because it was like we had nick cage he has like the longest car chase scene ever uh and then and he like gets through he's like 12 minutes late eight minutes whatever something yeah he's some odd amount of minutes late but he gets there and you're like okay this can wrap up now but it can't wrap up because we have to have like the showdown with the evil guy and you know then the cop gets re-involved and then he saves the cop and they hash things out and then he has to like reconcile with his brother and you know the double agent crew member and (laughs) like and it's just like it's so much for a big dumb action movie (laughs) yeah there's a lot going on in this movie that that and you don't need all that i mean honestly the ticking clock of having to steal uh, 50 cars in 24 hours or this guy's going to kill you for whatever convoluted reason you come up with is enough that's just enough that's enough that's a 90 minute movie a good movie probably lot yeah fun a fun movie um this movie also again i i have said this 
a few times on this. Sh- this would have been better in San Francisco. Imagine they're stealing those cars oh and racing God, through yeah. the streets of San Francisco with them. You just, if you're going to do a car chase movie, put it in San Francisco, for God's sake. <laughs> what are you doing? I, I will say I did really, it went on way too long, but I did really like the car chase when it started. Um, one of my favorite not just like segments of this movie, but one of my all-time favorite big dumb action segments mm-hmm. was watching Nick Cage drive the Mustang backwards. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why that was just really satisfying. Yes, I enjoyed it. it. Um, it, That chase scene goes on. I'm not kidding. For about 10 full minutes of the movie's runtime, mm-hmm. um, I thought to check in at about the eight minute mark so i don't know how long it was going before that but roughly 10 minutes of this movie is just one single car chase scene but like the first five minutes of it were great i <laughs> yeah yeah it's um and, and look I, it's gone in 60 seconds they're stealing cars i expect car chases yeah you know it's it because i feel I like I, I feel like i'm gonna like come more... down really hard on this movie i didn't hate it like i just i kept seeing um a lot of ways that it could have been better yes it and, could have easily been better yes and that's not normally what i would sit down and do like when i sit down to talk about a movie i don't usually think about well if they had done this it would have been better but when it jumps off the screen at me at the time that i'm watching the movie that yes. tells me there's a problem here <laughs> you know i also want to talk about giovanni Rabizi. okay um, I think he's a talented actor. I've seen him in things and I've liked him a lot. Um, but he will occasionally get cast as this sort of tough guy scumbag character that he plays in this movie. Yeah. And it's the worst. Yes. It doesn't work. He the problem is he's got a baby face. <laughs> he does. He just he has a baby face. He looks like a nice guy. And they try to like scruff him up with like a half-ass goatee or whatever <laughs> in this movie. It doesn't work. He's he they anybody would have been better cast in this role than him. And I don't blame him for that. This just isn't what he should be playing. He no. needs to always play the nice guy. I agree. I yes. It does not work. No. I, I don't have like other examples of this, but based off of this one performance, <laughs> he does not need to be uh, like a, a scruffy, mean, no. tough guy. No, like, it doesn't just... work. It it pops up from time to time where for some reason there was like this period of time where they were like, oh, you know who could play a tough guy? Giovanni Rabisi. And no, he can't. <laughs> No. It doesn't work. And he's very, he's, a, I think he's a really talented actor. And I've seen him in a lot of stuff that I like him in where he plays like the nice guy. Um, and he's great at that. Just let him do that. You know, there's nothing wrong with, with that. Tom Hanks made a career out of doing that. You know, imagine if they tried to put a half ass goatee on Tom Hanks and make him a tough guy. I don't <laughs> yeah, watch I don't that. think that would go over real well. No. I mean, it worked in Road to Perdition, but he was old by then. You know, younger Tom yeah. Hanks never would have worked. No. Um, so yeah, that kind of that kind of drove me nuts. Um, it, I just i I wanted to. I guess I, I'm really disappointed because I wanted to like this movie a lot more than I did. I also did because like there were times where I was kind of having fun, you know. 
I, I would forget what was going on and I would just be having a good time. And I, I wanted to come around on the side of like, oh yeah, it was fun. Um, but everything in between that, like all of the filler was so mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yeah, there's um yeah, there's there's it feels like there's there's more of that than I than I remembered. I had seen this once before. And um I guess yeah, I thought I would enjoy it. Like it's it's a fun premise for a movie. There's no reason why it shouldn't be fun, but there's too much like we said jammed in there. There's too much sort of stuff that's just not needed. I mean, there's a whole scene where they're like trying to get a dog to poop. Yeah. Like what? I don't even remember the dog ate the keys or something. I don't even know what keys they're talking about because there are so many like <laughs> moving pieces. Yeah, yeah but I, the dog ate the keys, which uh, first of all seems ridiculous to me. I've got a dog. A dog is never. My dog has never eaten a key. But maybe that's something that happens. I don't know. But there's a whole like little. You know, it's not a big part of the movie. This whole little sidetrack where they have to get the dog to poop and they're like trying to give it X lax or something and. Like, why did we didn't need that? That's just dumb. <laughs> it was really dumb. And then they get rid of like the rival people at one point because they come in and, and see that they're playing with dog poop, and it's like, wh yeah. what? Yeah, uh, no, it was. And and then there's like, and there are just so many scenes like that. The the one idiot guy steals a car that's full of cocaine. And there's, like, a whole subplot where they have to get the cop to, like, rev the engine so that the cocaine that they spilled on the floor of the garage gets, like, all over the guy's pant leg instead of just sitting in a pile on the ground. It's like, <laughs> he's in the car. You could just, like, spread that shit around. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of problems with this movie, unfortunately. And it, it does, yeah. um... It does feel kind of like a waste uh, of, like we said, Nicolas Cage's talent, but also a lot of other really talented actors as well. I mean, I still shake. I just it's it baffles me that you got Robert Duvall to do this movie, and that's what you did with him. Um, just had him be uh, the old wise man of car thievery who sits around a garage <laughs> and does nothing. I do think he might have been my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, this movie, uh, unfortunately for me, falls uh, falls well short of the mark. I, I'm kind of out of things to say about Gone in 60 Seconds. I don't know if there's anything else you want to add or not. No, I, I don't really have anything else to add to this. I I was disappointed. It could have been a lot of fun. There were times where it is fun, mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's too long and, and too complicated for what it is. Yeah. Uh, of the big dumb action movies that we've seen so far, I'm much more likely to throw any of the other three on either Con Air, The Rock, or Face Off uh, before I'm going to sit down and watch this again. I wanted to throw this out there because I feel like there were times where I, this is the kind of big dumb action movie that I feel on paper I would have liked more. Uh, lots of cars going fast, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Ideal <laughs> big dumb action movie for me. Um, but yeah, this is, it's my least favorite of the ones that we've seen. And The Rock, which was out of like the big three, had been my least favorite. At least The Rock, because it also has Sean Connery in it. Mm -hmm. And him and Nick Cage I, both have time on screen. And that was something that just really makes a difference. 
Um, yes. and, and I don't think I appreciated it enough until I saw Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I agree. I think that this one, um, it, it's it, it, because there's so many characters and so many subplots and so many different things going on. It just everything sort of gets gets lost. And so nothing really has any sort of room to shine in this movie, unfortunately. Even Nick Cage, and he like he never has a meltdown. He never has a full song sequence, mm-hmm. which I know that this seems like an improbable movie for him to have a song sequence. But I got so excited because he's like, put on Lowrider, and then right? like everyone gets real quiet, and he like you can tell he's like building up to something. And I thought we were gonna get like a dance number <laughs> or something. Uh-huh. In which case, this might have been my favorite big dumb action right, movie. Right. Right. That might have saved it. Or he's out stealing cars. Maybe he's in a car and he turns the radio up and he's just singing along, having one of the, you know, uh, yeah, s- something. something. Yeah. There and was- then, the, like, he has, like, a big showdown at the end and there's no meltdown, you know? He's yeah. not fighting anybody, really. I, I don't know. It, it yeah. felt kind of flat. Yeah, this was, uh, this was not, uh, not the movie that I was hoping for, that is for sure. All right, are you ready to get into the bees? I'm ready to get into the bees. What is that? What is that? What is it? Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! Ah! All right, we give each uh, movie uh, two scores. Um, the first is a Nicolas Cage score. It's a score not only of Nicolas Cage's performance, but of the film's use of Nicolas Cage. And then the second score is for the film overall. Kat, what do you give Gone in 60 Seconds for a Nick Cage score? I am going to give this a... I. I'm going to give this a five. I, I feel like I could go a little bit lower just because they really did underutilize him. Mm-hmm. But I, it's such a circumstantial. I, there's no way that they could have utilized him more without taking that screen time away from someone else. Like, it's just they made such a big mess of it. But I think within that role, he did fine, you know? Yeah. Like, they were really reining him in for this, and yeah. I, I think he did the best he could. I, I do think that that is, that is really at the heart of the problem, right? It's not that... It, it's Because there's so many characters in this movie, no one gets a chance to shine at no. all. Um, which is... I mean, it's not ideal, but if you're going to do that, don't cast all these big-name, talented people. You know? Right. Um, so I'm not far off from you. I, I give this a 5.5. Okay. Uh, for a Nick Cage score, I, uh, I, I right along the same lines. I, I wish we had gotten a, a chance to see more. I don't think it's his fault. I, I just think no. that's the way the movie's constructed, unfortunately. Um, but it, it, again, at some point, it's like, well, don't cast Nicolas Cage and Robert Duvall then. Yeah. You know, or, or Delroy Lindo, who I love, and he's barely on screen in this movie. Th- this could have been like a solid installation like a a solid portfolio piece for a lesser known actor of the time yeah absolutely um all right so that leaves us with a score for gone in 60 seconds as a film cat uh i i this is going to feel mean uh because this is going to make it sound like i just hated it and i there were moments where i had fun but just like as a movie it doesn't work um, I, I think I'm going to give it like a 4.5. Okay. Um, um, interestingly enough, that's half a point higher than bringing out the dead, but okay. 
Well, here's the thing is I had fun with God in 60 seconds. It didn't make me want to die. I had my eye on that four for bringing out the dead. And I'm like, let's see what she does here. <laughs> right, but no, that's uh, 4.5 is, uh, again, uh, not far off from where I, I landed on this movie, which is at a 5.5. Um, okay. I did have enough fun with it that it is maybe something I would revisit in the future. Um, not often, probably. Uh, just, I, I have a feeling this is a movie where enough time will pass where I'll be like, hey, you know what? That might be kind of fun. Maybe I was wrong about it. And then I watch it. Then I go, nah, I was right. And then I wait <laughs> for that amount of time to pass again, you know, sort of on that yeah. sort of cycle. Um, yeah, I think that's that's where I'm going to fall on, on Gone in 60 seconds. So, yeah, 5.5 for me, 4.5 from you. Uh, a bit of a disappointment, to be honest. Yeah. I, I was expecting, I was actually looking forward to a nice sort of breezy, fun watch. Me too. That's the thing I think that let me down the most about it is I was in the mood, which I am so rarely in the mood for just a big, dumb action movie. And then this one kind of let me down. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. So that is uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, up next week, Kat, we will be talking about the 2000 movie, The Family Man. Have you seen The Family Man? I have not seen The Family Man. All right. Um, I don't believe I have either. I I remember when this came out. I'm almost certain I did not watch it because it looks just terrible. <laughs> uh, we will see. I mean, it has a decent cast, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, we just watched a movie with a stellar cast. Um, Yeah, this looks like a, a real sort of like a guy has a family and he doesn't treat him right. And then uh, he realizes how things would be without his family or something. I don't know. Uh, we will see, I guess, when we when we come back to talk about the family man next week. Kat, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour. You can check out my website, catvalor.com. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Radio Rob123, and you can listen to the other show that Kat and I do together, all about horror movies. It is called Slasher Radio, and you can find that wherever you're listening to the Nick fucking Woo Cagecast. Uh, join us next week when we talk about The Family Man. <laughs>